Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. That was a passionate moment during a football or soccer game in Brazil. In Miami, the opening play in a new transnational soccer experience sounds a bit different. The Game Changer is curator Franklin Sermons, director of the Paris Museum of Art, Miami. Franklin organized an exhibition at the intersection of soccer and contemporary art. He meets me for a private tour just hours before the opening. We are still putting the finishing touches on things right now, but as you can see, we are here. We are in the auditorium, which separates us between the threshold of our main exhibition space and it's like the brain of our institution, this central auditorium that people walk through and can sit down and just have a pause moment between looking at things. So it's a good place to start with a work by Miguel Calderon that easily could be seen as a video or in a big film screen like this. It's a piece in which Miguel cut and pasted from various games in order to do something that I think all artists help us do, right? A lot of us, we think about art as a place where we can imagine things that we've never seen before. We can think about different ways of living, different ways of life, or just different results. In this case, Miguel has cut and pasted from these many different games played by Mexico and Brazil, and has created a work in which Mexico beats Brazil 17 to nothing. It's never happened. I don't think it will happen, but why not dream? And as a Mexican artist and fan of the Mexican national team, Miguel has this thought and has brought it to fruition. I think it's very interesting. This is the second year for me that I've experienced here a desire on the part of this museum to step out of the straight-up art exhibition into a sport, something that people have passion for. Last year it was dominoes. That's right. I think about ways in which we connect to various forms of culture, various places that people find meaning. And I think people find a lot of meaning through games, which oftentimes, like in this exhibition or in dominoes, act as metaphors for other things, things that are potentially more complex, things that are of interest to a, a wide, wide public and to us as human beings. I think there's a lot of color, form, and composition to marvel at between the various works in the show. And we have like over 70 works in the show by more than 40 artists. I think there's something for everyone, and I sure hope that's the case. We're now standing at the threshold as you walk into the gallery space, and we're confronted with this work by Stephen Dean, which people can probably hear a little bit of in the background. And it's another wonderful entry point. Stephen went through the stadiums in Brazil with a small handheld camera, filming, but not ever filming players, not filming the pitch. It's not about that. It's about us. It's about me. It's about you. It's about fans. And it's about us finding a place that we find collective energy. So you see people jumping up and down rhythmically together as the music plays, as they're all passionately rooting on their team. 
And so you're seeing that again in a video format that is cutting and pasting from different places. It's about a 10 and a half minute long video. And I think one of the masterworks of pieces that have dealt with this subject matter ever, in my opinion. And this is from 2002. And you're entering, literally entering into the work by going under this giant flag or bandera. The flag is something that you see repeated in the actual video. Imagine to be standing underneath this thing with 300 of your greatest friends, who some of them you've never seen before, and you're all there together holding this huge thing. And this is what the experience is like. This is an immersive room installation. So you're seeing various teams in Brazil, Fluminense, Flamengo, Santos. It's not about who the team is. It is about the overall idea of being together in that environment and moving together at the same time. Feels like a womb in here, mm -hmm. the womb room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we take you back into a regular colder space gallery. This exhibition space is very much about heroes in a way and about kind of how we create icons or like think about figures that come from sport and we elevate them in many cases. Sometimes it's not even as if we should, but we do. We have this relationship to them that I think is in that heroic tradition. So we walk into the space and I feel quite personal with some of the first images you see, but the first thing you see is Pelé. And you see it first in the work of Vic Muniz, his countryman who has created this beautiful work of collage that is then photographed. Vic turns things that are abstract, which are just little circles of paper, into something that is representational, informing the visage of Pelé. And, and the, the energy. Line. And the energy. An amazing piece. The entry point for a lot of people, as far as the United States conversation goes around this game, begins in the 1970s. And begins with the North American Soccer League. And for me, that well, growing up in New York, that was the New York Cosmos. And being in New York, it was a place where superstars hung out with superstars. When Pelé came, he met Andy Warhol. There are pictures of them at Studio 54. And they had a photo session. And so we have Polaroids from the photo session. And then we have the silkscreen that Warhol later painted. There was also a poster referencing Leroy Neiman, another artist, a different kind of artist, one who's more associated with, say, posters from Olympics and World Cups, who also did a picture of Pelé in 1976. And then we go on, you see a variety of things. This is Bhakti Baxter, one of several artists from Miami who's in the exhibition, very happy about that. Uh, important work over here by Lyndon Barwa. And I think one of the interesting things is that you look at a lot of our sporting figures, and I think that we see this all the time, are usually male, and that's what we end up getting as this vision. And what does that mean for us and for kids as we grow up? So I'm really happy to see in this work by Lyndon the incorporation of women and especially the incorporation of the best footballers in this country who are women. If we talk about the success of American football, we have to talk about the fact that the women have been way better than the men. So here you see Brandy Chastain in this classic 
pose that she made when the United States won the World Cup and she slid across the ground on her knees and took her shirt off and arms raised. Got in big trouble for that. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculously so. And you also see her in this video. So this is another animated video that Swiss Piece is made with rappers, literally, and he's showing you how the work is actually constructed. And the rest of the tableau is filled with various important moments in the history of World Cups. So here's Pelé sharing an embrace with Bobby Moore in 1970 when Brazil beat England. Here is Hope Solo, the women's American goalkeeper, diving over here. Here is Diego Maradona taking on no less than five defenders. Here are our dear friend Kahinde Wiley with a big portrait of the footballer Samuel Eto from Cameroon. And this is from a series of paintings that Kahinde was commissioned to do in 2010 when the World Cup was in South Africa. Puma represented several of the African teams and asked him to paint a few of the biggest players in the game. Let's talk about the timing of the show. It's all about timing to me. The World Cup comes up every four years, just like the Olympics. It started in 1930 in Uruguay, and this year we have the World Cup in Russia. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But we are coinciding with that, and we open just about two months before the World Cup opens, and we close two months after. So we get time to build up and time to linger. And you're going to have some events, obviously, around certain games. Most certainly will be doing that. Here you're in a room of a good amount of photographs. There's obviously a, a showstopper in this room to me, which is this incredible work by Nelson Lerner, picturing the Maracanã Stadium in Rio de Janeiro. Brazilian artist who has been working since the pop art period and working particularly with political pop, but also a real conceptual artist and thinker who questions many different forms in creating paintings or sculptures. And so in this case, we're looking at a big sculpture. This piece comes to us from the collection of the Brooklyn Museum. And you see this field ringed by the statuettes of Christ the Redeemer, a site that is frequently seen in Rio. And also the stadium is filled with many different kinds of people. The stadium might be the one place where you can have many, many different kinds of people all in the same space. And I think that it's safe to say that in most parts of the world, you know, we don't come together in quite the same way that we talk about humanity and collectivism when we have these moments around the World Cup and these moments around the Olympics, where we try to put forth an ideal of how we might interact with each other as human beings. And we don't necessarily stand up to that all the time. But Nelson has created this space in which many different people have come to the stadium. Shoulder to shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder. And you have statues of religious figures from Christianity, religious figures from Condomble, from the synergy of Christianity and African religion, of Yoruba religion, in the quote-unquote new world. So, Asian, you have the money cat. You have that, you have angels, you have Native Americans, you have... The dwarves. Dwarves, you have Buddhas, you got a little bit of everything. I love it. Robin Road. He made it into the Domino that's show, right, too. That's right. And here you see a very early animation. It reminds us that while we just passed the Maracanã, one of the biggest stadiums most celebrated in the entire world, that for many of us, the game is played in a playground. It's played anywhere. And On the street. Absolutely. And in this case, you don't even need a ball because Robin has created a animation with graffiti in which he is suggesting that somebody or a group of people are juggling a ball and you see it kind of drawn upon the wall. 
very simple, very beautiful. He's very good at that. And with that in mind of the game being played anywhere and everywhere, it's played in Miami and it's played a lot in Miami. And so Gaspar Gonzalez has done a short film for the exhibition that looks at where the game is played in three places in Miami. One little Haiti, one Liberty City, and one in Brickell. Here we're following a, a young girl in little Haiti. And she's talking about her relationship to the game and how she feels about it and what it means to her and her family and how important it is in her life. And then we see another player here who's playing in Liberty City under the interstate. We play everywhere. In Brickell, you see people up on top of the parking garages and buildings. It's important to show not only the big moneyed professional side, but this is how the game is played everywhere around the world every day. And here is Mark Bamuti Joseph, a dancer and a thinker and an activist based in Oakland, but with family in South Florida. And he's talking about how the game affected his life and found a space for him to create and to think about it as athleticism that then turns into dance, into choreography. And that's literally what you'll see here in this video. It's also a video about teaching moments, about how we might use the game as something that is this common language that allows us to come together and talk about other things, things that are outside of the realm of just a sport. Part of the training is the choreography. Exactly. And it's perfectly illustrated in that piece. We want to think about how oftentimes we, we mention gender and uh, women, as far as the United States go, have been the more successful element of our relationship to soccer, to football. Likewise, here there's a work by Roberto Guerrero, which talks about aspects of masculinity for him and uh, thinking about being queer in terms of how that is seen within the game, which has been quite fraught, to say the least. And so there are three elements to his installation that kind of conjure some of that conversation. And I think that's important. The exhibition is as much about a game as it is about life. What about your personal relationship with this game? I played in New York in the 1970s, and to me this was the space in which I actually learned about a world, a real international world. I mean, I played not only looking at the cosmos and seeing where they were all coming from and being a part of that and going to Pelé soccer camp in the late 70s, but then also playing for a team called Westchester United. Part of our team, you know, we had players from Albania, players from Jamaica, players from Scotland. I mean, it was a real hodgepodge of different nationalities and allowed for you to be in a space in which you're all aiming for the same thing and allows for you to learn a lot about each other. And I think that's what the exhibition tries to, to do. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Art and sports? See for yourself in the World's Game Exhibition at the Paris Art Museum, Miami. Curator Franklin Sermons brings together 40 artists for this project. Their immersive installations, paintings, sculptural objects, photographs, and videos reveal how the universal language of this transnational game can define beauty make social statements, and express a shared personal passion. Timed to coincide with the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia, this exhibition celebrates soccer as the portal to a world of contemporary art. Visit freshartinternational.com to learn more and hear other stories about today's art, design, and film. 
We invite you to subscribe, rate, and review Fresh Art International anywhere you go for podcasts. It means a lot to know you're listening. With the support of followers like you, we've been sharing these conversations since 2011. Now is a great time to invest in Fresh Art International. That's because the Knight Foundation will double every donation you make. Go to freshartinternational.com and click on the red support button to give what you can. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.